Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about whether or not you should change your careers. Big decisions out there, folks. Welcome to Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Karina Hoyer. We're so very glad that you've joined us today. Get to Work is about women and the working world. And we are here because we want your workplace to have more meaning, satisfaction, and yes, even joy. We hope these conversations encourage and empower you to lead in your workplace and to have just a stinking super time at work. <laughs> stinking super time. Yep. I love it. Thanks, Kirsten. And today we're talking about change. Yeah, big change. Big change. Maybe. I think maybe big change. And we should talk about you and I's big change. Yeah. Karina and I spent some time sitting down and kind of strategically thinking about what we're doing with Get to Work. Right. It was really empowering. Like you and I both come from these business backgrounds where planning and goal setting is kind of rote. It's part of what we're supposed to do. But you and I got to do it for this endeavor for the very first time. Which was interesting because you don't think about it when you're just like having fun, which is what we're doing. We're just like having a ton of fun doing this. And when we sat down, we realized that what we're really doing is what we're really trying to empower, inspire, promote, develop women in the workplace. Yeah. And we realize that this podcast is part of it. Absolutely. But not the only thing. But not the only thing, which is why we started the YouTube channel. Yes, Karina. (laughs) (laughs) We started the YouTube channel, which has hours and hours of views. It's crazy. It's so great. So if you haven't found us on YouTube yet, we do have a YouTube channel. Our goal is to post just short little snippets in between our podcast releases so that we can check in with our listeners about the things that we're thinking about or reading or doing. Or once we release an episode, sometimes brilliant thoughts come to our minds (laughs) and we wanted Or great listener (laughs) comments that we want to focus on. Yeah, to let people know about, to respond to, whatever. Yes. And we're not just YouTube channeling, we're writing. Yes, which is also great. We just wrote an article that we hope to have published soon. So keep an eye out for that. Updates about all of this, including links to our YouTube channel and writing and whatever else we're up to can be found on our website. So definitely get yougettowork.com in your bookmarks and visit us regularly. Thanks, folks. And on to the show, on to the topic of the show, which, as I said to Karina, it's like we're talking about career change, big change. Do you want to make a career change? And we're lucky because Karina is our lab rat, because as everybody knows, she's done that. Yeah, big scientific study going on in my life. Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Lab rat. I'm going to dress up like that for Halloween. Okay, so yes, I did. I about a year and a half ago, made a decision to leave a job at a place that I had been working for 20 years and a job that I'd been doing for roughly seven. And it was a wild ride and it continues to be. And frankly, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to talk today about this was because I find myself in this constant learning mode and discomfort, a lot of discomfort, change is so uncomfortable, a lot of joy, a lot of great things have come of this. But when I was making the decision to change my career, and I had pictured what it was going to be like a year down the road, There were so many things that I never in a million years would have pictured. And so I really look forward to exploring some of those today on the show. Let's start with the why. Let's start with what caused you, what prompted you to think, hmm, maybe this isn't right. 
Yeah. Like, where was the, and I don't want to use the, you know, there's all kinds of words we can use, discomfort, dissatisfaction, disengagement, unhappiness. There's all kinds of words we can use for that. I'm just looking about those general kind of negative feelings. Yeah. And for me, the career change, the pull or the call to change my career wasn't because I was experiencing a tremendous amount of negative feelings or emotions. And I don't know how unique that is. I will say there were several things that really struck me when I was making this decision or just trying to make this decision. Number one, I craved a new adventure. It wasn't that I didn't enjoy my existing work. It's just that it didn't feel as challenging as it had when I started. And so I truly just wanted something new. It's in some ways, and I don't mean to minimize this, but it's kind of the same reason why you rearrange your furniture at home, right? You just want to feel something differently or more deeply. The other thing that struck me was that I think turnover and change is good. And I was in a leadership position and I'd been doing it long enough that I think if I had done it for many more years would have put the organization I was running at risk. I think you need, I think change is healthy for an organization. I think you need leadership turnover. And what's interesting to me about that is when you're considering whether to make a career change, most people don't think about the organization they're currently with. And I think that is great that it was part of your decision, right? Which is like, will I damage the organization? How will this work? But recognizing that if you were to stay there for a while longer, that maybe your own engagement would have been different and your own creativity would have been different would also have been negative for you. Absolutely. And I think that was the third reason why I decided to, to start really exploring leaving was because I had worked with people who should have left and didn't. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be yeah. that person. Yeah. And I think we all know those, we know when you're we working know those with, people. yeah, we know those people. And you know, they're trying really hard and they're in, sometimes they're stuck. And I just didn't want to be that person. I think the other thing, and I've I said this time and time again, I'm the kind of person who likes to leave the party while I'm still having fun. Yeah. And so again, I wasn't leaving. My choice was not because I was dissatisfied or frustrated or it was a, I was struggling. It was because I wanted to leave the party while I was still having and fun. And I think that's unusual, Karina. I think most people say, oh my gosh, I'm so bored at work. I want to put a needle in my eye. I'm really just doing this for the money. There's nothing inspiring that I'm doing. I'm not contributing to the world in the way that I want to. So I think that your experience is more unusual. I think these other kind of emotional feelings of people at work coming home drained, you know, just feeling super tired all the time. I think those are the kind of cues most of us get. They're at least the ones I got or I get when I think to myself, is this the right place for me to be? I'm tired. I'm drained. I'm not inspired. I'm not engaged. Those are the kind. And I think when I, especially I was doing, you know how I do my research and I look around and I get the data. God love you. God love me in my research. But that's what I found too in my research. So I think your experience about just saying, I want a new adventure is less common. Yeah. So, and have you considered ever making a career change? And oh incidentally, I want to be clear on this too. Job change and career change are two different things in my mind. Job change is I'm going to go do the same thing somewhere else. It's the environment that I'm currently working in is not feeding me in some way. So I'm going to go take my skills and my expertise and go do the same job for somebody else. I do communications here. I'm going to go do communications over there, etc. Career change is, you know, like an upheaval. I'm an accountant and I'm going to go be a radiologist technician. Absolutely. And for me, just to be clear um, to our listeners, I career change. I went from nonprofit 
environmental education and advocacy, running a nonprofit to being a consultant and running my own business. So career change. Have you ever, you've considered changing careers? I considered every probably two years, I considered changing careers. And for me, what I come back to is, is that, wait a minute, I can spend less energy making this better then I can spend doing something else, right? So I really directed my energy towards improving my career and improving my work situation and getting the things I wasn't getting. So for me, it was just a recheck to say, "Mm, no, I can get what I want out of this career. I just need to change this or that. Right. I was going to ask you, though, when you came to that decision, like, it wasn't just like you wake up one morning. Like, I know for me, there's a lot of personal work in that. Like, what is it? What are the things about me that I need? What are my strengths and skills? What is my whatever? How did you make that decision? What was your process? The very first thing I did was I started listening to myself. I started listening to the words and the language that I used about my job. And I started listening to the stories that I was bringing home. And I recognized there had been a shift, but I couldn't just up and leave. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I did kind of the same thing you did. I did this deeper exploration about what do I need that I'm not getting. Okay, which is now we're getting to the juicy stuff. It is the archaeological adventure with yourself. Yeah. Right? Like dig in there, figure out what's there and be gentle. Use the brush. You know, don't use a pick. Don't <laughs> shovel it out. Don't use a jackhammer. No, just use a little brush. Brush stuff off. See what's under there. Right. And I did that for a while. I did that in counsel with my husband and then eventually with a therapist. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it, it starts, you just have these feelings, just have this inkling. And it sounds like you did too. Oh, yeah. Did you dig in like that as well? You know what? I really feel like for me, in order to keep myself on track, I have to kind of constantly be digging in. I kind of have to constantly be doing that work. And everybody knows this. I've said it a million times. I've been in therapy forever. The biggest blessing, maybe one of the biggest blessings of my life, except probably my husband and my children, right? That sides that. That process of doing that work. Yes, I do it all the time. And I've seen, it's interesting because I see young people doing it when they come and talk to me about being a lawyer. Sure. Right. But kids graduate, students graduate from college and they come and say, what is it like to be a lawyer? Right. And so I see them doing that very same work as they consider what career to enter into. So I think that is also applicable when you're 35 or 40 or 45 and you're thinking, what do I do next? You know, you don't have to go to a therapist. But it would. It's it, super helpful. It is super helpful. And for me, <laughs> she really helped me understand what I was craving. Mm-hmm. She also helped me understand that I could leave. I felt very bound by duty. And so I was trying to figure out, initially, I was trying to figure out how to change my system or how to change the organization so that I got what I wanted out of it. And after therapy, I finally realized, you know, the career that I had chosen really wasn't as well suited to me anymore. At least in who you become, you had become because we change, right? Right. What is good for you five years ago or 15 or 20 years ago may not be good for you today. So there's, I think there's other things you can do, you know, about shadowing people, doing some more networking and talking to people, uh, just really getting clear about what it is you like and don't like and checking in about whether they match your current endeavor. Yeah. Also, I just want to be clear. Thank you for that, Kirsten. I did a lot of that, but I didn't do any of that while I was exploring whether or not I wanted to change. Oh, interesting. And so again, I Mm. think this makes me kind of unique, but I'm going to toss it out there anyway, in case there are any of the sisters who can relate. I didn't have a career to go to. You didn't have a plan when you left. I just knew I needed to leave. Interesting. So how were you able to do that? Because I think most people would not be able to let go of the trapeze bar 
mm-hmm. without being able to grab another one. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, I won't lie. And again, it may just be the p- function of the position that I was in. But I maintain and I maintain this for everyone, no matter whether you know it or not, you are currently being interviewed for your next job in your community or the next position in your community, whether you know it or not, right, the work that you do, who you are, the way you engage, the way you do things dictates how your community sees you and how the working world sees you. And I knew that. And I knew that my one job, the only thing I wanted to do was leave that career in good style. That's it. And so I let go of the trapeze bar and I gave myself the time and the grace, frankly, to make decisions after I had left, after the dust had cleared, after my head had cleared. And I frequently, you know, referred to that time in my, you know, where I was hanging in between the two uh, trapeze bars as the person who didn't want to re- I didn't want a rebound job. Mm-hmm. I didn't want the, like re- the rebound like boyfriend. the rebound boyfriend. I, Nobody wants those. Well, maybe you do. I mean, a rebound boyfriend's great, but you're not going to ha- stick with him long term. And I knew that the next thing I was going to do needed to be long term and needed to be satisfying and fulfilling. So it again took me a long time to finally come to this decision because I knew that I needed to establish some sort of you know, infallible safety net underneath me while I was hanging between the two uh, trapeze bars. And for me, that was a large enough savings account that I could live frugally, minimize my expenses, but not feel like I was in a dead panic to get a a new job. Because the dead panic will put your brain into the flight or fight. You know, you'll be stressed out and you'll take something that is not appropriate. Right. So who and you might even get yourself in a worse situation. So I really think that's an important point. If you have savings and you can take the time, that's great. But if you don't have savings and you need to stay in your position, that's fine too. I read this story about this one guy who took him four and a half years once he realized he wanted to change to actually make a decision and go. It took him four and a half years. What was he waiting for? He was, I think he was a little bit analysis paralysis, but he really wanted everything planned out, right? Where he was going to go, what he was going to do. And so I'm just, I guess my pointing out is that, that process is different for everybody. Yes. He did not have the luxury of letting go of the trapeze without getting the next bar. But if you are that guy and you are, you're planning your next move while you're at your current employer, you have to rock your current job. As we talk about that, we talk about no matter what you're doing, always do the very best in your job that you're doing right now. Give it your absolute best. Oh my God. That kind of reminded me of like the good witch and the Wizard of Oz. Like you all might want to get you a wand, Kirsten. Yes. When you say things like, do your very best. Ding. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Sounds so trite in some ways. But Sometimes it's so we tr- all need to go back to first grade, oh, Karina. Yes, just yes, for please. a minute. Yes, please. No, but it is true. So if you are that job, okay, so if you're in that job and you're thinking about making a career move and now you're doing the deep work and you're thinking, why? Why would I want to leave? Oh, it's because of these very valid reasons and I'm going to uh, make some plans and I'm going to, you know, pull the trigger. A, Don't be a schmuck at your existing job. That's going to roll with you no matter where you go. And Mm -hmm. who wants to be that person Mm -hmm. anyway? And then two, make sure that you are making a realistic decision. For me, it was realistic to take a few months 
to really think through what I wanted to do before I did it. For other people, a realistic decision may mean hang on for a little bit longer or interview, like Kirsten just said, interview people who are doing in the current career. Take some classes, you know, talk to people, just get out there and like really make a good investigation of what might fit better and the steps that you need to get there. Right. Because... You take yourself wherever you go. There you are. There you are. Mm -hmm. So if the reasons you're leaving, if you can't reconcile what the reasons are and or you can't um, invest in kind of fixing those things before your next job, you may find that you're equally frustrated in your new career. If you are a pessimist and you can't see the positive, wonderful, good things around you, that's going to be what you have in your next job. Right. You'll just take that pessimism to your next job. That is so hard to be around, too. I know that this show is not about negativity, but it is really interesting how the way that others behave has a huge impact on me. Well, yeah, like if you are surrounded by Eeyores, it's really hard to stay. It's very draining on your energy. It is very draining. Yeah. So don't be that person. That's a little side note. Maybe we should do a <laughs> YouTube video Aren't about we back that. to first grade? Don't be an Eeyore. Yeah. Where are the rules? What are the rules again? Every idea is a good idea. I don't know. That no. one I, I'm no, not let's... sure I agree with. Okay. I was just trying to think of all the other rules to first, for to first, first grade. grade. It's such a sweet time. Yeah. This is that kind of chit chat that our friend Lisa said she doesn't like. <laughs> Let's get to the point. So what I want to talk about just as an intersection in this conversation is my friend Lynn. Yeah. And she did what you did 40 years ago. She was a manager, a high level manager, executive at a bank, and made the decision to go into consulting and do training, organizational, very much like what you do. But she chose to take all of the skills that she developed, start her own business and stay in the banking world. Mm -hmm. So almost all of her clients are banks, right? So she had some familiarity with that. And I asked her like, okay, so what were you scared of? What did you fear? And she said, the only thing I feared was not getting my first customer. And once I got my first real customer, she said, I had a lot of, I had a lot of confidence and optimism that things would go okay. And there's one thing that she does. And she and I went for a walk the other day and I, you know, I interviewed her and asked her all these questions about her career change. And the thing that she does that I thought was so amazing is that whenever she talks to somebody about hiring her, she doesn't ever, she doesn't, of course they would say yes. Her assumption is that everybody is going to say yes, right? She kind of suspends reality a bit about people saying yes to her. And what I love about that is there are appropriate places to suspend reality. There's appropriate, there's places it's not appropriate. Like, you know, don't ignore your financials, right? Don't ignore your financials. But to go in and say, having some confidence. And so she knew that about herself. And so when she chose to enter into this career, she's like, this is going to be a big asset for me. And it was. It's a huge asset. She also said that she spent her first two years underwater. Yeah. So she she remained positive while spending more money than she was making for the first two years. Yes. Which is also one of those things that if you're going to go into business for yourself, you have to be able to, you have to tolerate that. Yeah. Be able to tolerate that. So if your career move is gainfully employed to Mm self-employed, you have to be realistic about what it is. Well, frankly, you know, being realistic about the impacts of whatever change is going to be beneficial. I would say though, I mean, Lynn is awesome and her and her optimism is awesome because it's something that I have lacked a little bit, which is really strange. Because you're an optimistic me. person. Well, I think you're I'm, positive and optimistic. And yeah. I also feel like I'm really relatively self-assured. 
But one of the things that I didn't expect in making this shift was that all of the different factors that I had around me that told me I was making good decisions or that I was being successful no longer exist. I have to create those for myself. And so I went from feeling really great about the work that I was doing. Right. You or, got an evaluation from the board. Exactly. You got salary increases. You got kudos. You The organization was awarded grants. Yes. And those, yeah. Those things existed. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I was working within a structure that was frequently giving me feedback. And now I'm in a new structure and I have to figure out how I'm going to interpret the feedback, what little feedback I do get. And sometimes I meet with somebody and we end up not working together. And I get to decide if I'm going to tell myself that's because I'm, you know, have made a terrible decision or the timing is just not right. You know, and frankly, I'm going to just start channeling Lynn and I don't have a lot of negative self-talk just to be clear. And for, and I love the work that I'm doing and I feel very, very successful in a lot of ways. But I think that I'm getting so animated about this because if you're making a career change, your brain is not able to accurately predict all of the little things. So this is the warning sign. This is the warning sign on the uh, show, right? Yeah. The warning. Disclaimer. The disclaimer is that changing careers can be dysregulating, scary, uncomfortable in every area. It comes with maybe great glory or great, you know, hopefully we'll deliver you the things that you are craving in your life that you didn't have in your old career. But it may open up a whole nother set of frustrations or, yeah, situations that you just don't know. Right. That may be permanent or that may just be part of change. Yeah. I've told this story several times to Kirsten and others, but when I shifted careers, I went from being in, I went from working in the same place long enough that I had built a lot of rhythms and a lot of um, habits and patterns around that work that didn't have anything to do with work. And I never thought about him. Who thinks about that kind of stuff? But I would get, you know, weekly exercise by riding my bike 10 miles, you know, round trip to and from this job. I would get up at certain times. I would eat at certain times. I would read certain bits of the news. I would talk to certain people. And whether or not that was all very specific to my work or not, it was a function of that career and that job. And when I stopped doing it, I stopped having those things. And so even now I look around and I realize I cannot believe not only am I doing, diff- I have a different vocation, everything about Uh, so many things about my life are different. Like the first couple of weeks of working from home rather than working in an office, I would wake up in the middle of the night thirsty, like desperate for water, like almost like I was a college student and I just drank way too much beer at the kegger. You know that feeling (laughs) in the middle of the night? Unfortunately, I do. (laughs) And I was like, why am I so gosh darn dehydrated? This is crazy. And what I realized was, oh, yeah, because at my old job, I used to carry a water bottle around and drinking all day. And now that I'm working from home, I don't have a habit around drinking water. Mm-hmm. Well, th- multiply that times a million different things that we do every day. And it's it's a little unsettling. Even if you changed from working for somebody else to working for yourself, right? Even when you change jobs, that can happen. Like, are you with people all day? Do you not have a chance to have your water bottle with you? Like my radiologist technician person. Like, so it does. It can be very dysregulating as you, you know, move through change. Yeah. And I think there are a whole bunch of other things. And like I said, you know, 
initially, our brains aren't really good at predicting the impact of our decision. So if you're at this point, if you're thinking about making a career change, if you've done your due diligence on, yes, I want to be doing that thing over there instead of this thing over here, I'm here to tell you, figure out how you're going to stay hydrated. And also, you know, give yourself some, you know, I love the word used before, which is grace. Grace. Just give yourself some some grace to figure it out. Also recognize that you're going to have to build. You're going to have to build. You're going to have to be uncomfortable. Even if your new career takes advantage of the skills, the relationships, the network, the community that you've built in your former career, even if you just translate all of that over to this new career, you are going to, in some ways, take a step backwards Mm -hmm. in your trajectory, in your professional trajectory. And you might have had to give some things up. You might have had to give up money or status or certainty. So all of those things really play into your own adjustment to what you're doing. And the thing that my friend Lynn said on our walk was, if it speaks to your heart as far as meaning or values, you know you're on the right track. And so what I want to encourage people to do is when you're feeling those feelings, just keep the eye on the prize. Yeah, You know, keep the light ahead of you as to where you're headed and don't get distracted by what Annie Lamont calls KFKD, K-fucked, all that bad <laughs> language that we blast into our brains about we're not good enough, we're not fast enough, we're not smart enough, we're not facile enough. Yet turn that thing off and focus on what speaks meaning and values to your heart. Yeah. So you have to keep that radio station from playing in your head. I totally agree. You have to keep your eye on the prize. By the way, define that prize for yourself and write it down. Mm -hmm. Be crystal clear about what your goals are, what realistic goals are that you're shooting for and figure out you can measure them. That has helped tremendously for me. And also recognize that as you have, as you're working towards this new career, you're also going to need to work on not only changing everything about your daily life potentially, but also how your community sees you. And so my final learning on, you know, today's episode really is about the energy and effort that one needs to put into showcasing who you are next, how uh, you want your community to define you in your new role. For me, I have and I continue to do work to remind my community that I'm not leading an environmental organization anymore, but rather that I'm doing advising for leaders, that I'm working on uplifting women and developing women in the workplace. I have to continue to remind my community of this. And the way that I do that is face-to-face, networking, rebuilding, and also owning it, owning my new career, owning that this is me and that I am doing this. And so kind of my final piece um, or just sort of bizarre story is when I finally decided I want to do consulting work, it took me about six months to put a website up. Interesting. Because I still felt a little bit like an, an imposter. imposter, a little bit like I was Which we're going to talk about someday in an I episode, lo- I, the yes, imposter syndrome. imposter syndrome. But, you know, now that I own it and now that I say this is the work that I'm doing, I'm and and I'm podcasting and I'm writing and we're doing YouTube. Like all of this bundle of stuff is who I am and who I want my community to see me as. And it's starting to take hold and I really appreciate it. But it it took a little bit of time. So that's my final bit of advice is, you know, be ready to do that work too. It does hopefully have a payoff for you. It certainly has a payoff for me. But it's there's just it takes effort. Changing your career takes 
efforts. And here's the other side of that story. Sometimes you go through this whole analysis, like I did 15 times in the last 20 years or whatever, and you end up in the same place, but with a better career. There's no downside. Yeah. There's no downside, only upside. And Karina, I want to thank you today for sharing the beware. Thank you for sharing the Surgeon's General warning about what it means to change careers. And it can be very satisfying and rewarding. I speak from experience and not easy. And what is? What rewarding thing is easy? Yeah, exactly. Because we always talk about joy, meaning, and ease. And so let's end the show on that. You create joy, meaning, and ease. And ease does not mean it's easy. Yeah. Right? Exactly. We had to remember that. But if you do the work, if you do the self-reflection, and if you decide you want to let go of that trapeze, I support you, sister. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun hanging out in the middle. And it's pretty fun when you grab the other trapeze bar. Right on. Yeah. Thanks, Karina. Thanks for listening. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Karina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. listening. <laughs>